I would start investing, you know, little by little by little to get out of the hole I had gotten myself into because I wanted a different life. I listened to many women talk about their stories and how they did it. I wanted a different life kind of a decision because now you're wondering what do you do because that inner dialogue keeps you from taking any positive action. So you get so consumed with the self-doubt so that you're not proactive. You cannot do any other thing. Uh, I want to tell you, you were born in that family and that is not your mistake. Whatever was done to you was not your mistake. But at the end of the day, your healing is your responsibility. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family of Africa Rise Podcast, welcome to yet again another interesting episode. I'm hoping that your week has gone well and that you are all doing fine. You know, how is work? How is business? How is your school? So today, I'm glad because this is our first ever Hear Her Out story where it's a monologue of a, of a woman sharing her story and uh, you know with the hope that it can inspire each and everyone that gets to listen so today's hear her out series is by a lady by the name winnie salome she is a hr professional with over six years hr experience and uh, she has a degree in business administration human resource management option and uh, she is a member of ihrm apart from that she's going to share with us her story and uh, how one's childhood upbringing can affect one's negative beliefs and negative self-image and how she was able to come out of it and emerge victoriously and how it positively impacted her career, her relationship with others and her overall well-being. So we all have negative self-beliefs and usually it's ingrained in us at a very young age either because of our teachers or because of our parents and guardians and we grow up believing that we are not good enough or we deserve less and so it really limits us in one way or another so without further much further ado let's listen and get to see how Winnie Salome got to emerge from that and I hope that it gets to inspire each and every one of us. Also, kindly please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at AfriGirlRise and my Instagram at ValerieWaswa. Feel free to screenshot this conversation and tell us what has been your biggest negative self-belief. How were you able to overcome it? And what advice would you like to give to whoever gets to listen? Let's get right into Winnie Salome's story. I was born in, in Nairobi, but I was raised in the village by my grandparents on my mother's side. And so I was taken to my grandmother's uh, place or my grandparents' place uh, when I was only two months old. My mom had to go to school and my dad was out of the country at the time. So at my grandmother's, I was not the only one. We had other, uh, my other cousins whom we were there all together. And it was really so hard to get food to eat. It was hard to go to school. It was hard to, to, to do anything, basically, because provision was a problem. And we, in some days, would even go hungry. So it was tough love. You know, it was tough life, tough love. It was tough everything. And 
while there we also would when we would close school would go through the many hands of other people as well because uh, it was impossible for our grandparents to provide for us because they were poor at the time they didn't have enough money and uh, i realized that uh, that life kind of brought so many issues in me you know uh, i had um, there were negative issues of that bad childhood you know in that back, that kind of background so we some of our aunties some of the people around us would be very abusive to us physically or verbally and even sometimes emotionally and i know that many people who are raised by maybe one parent who's one parent who's unstable whether it's a dad or a mom or those parents who are unhealthy or abusive parents whether it's verbally emotionally physically or even you come from a poor background an alcoholic family uh, those families that force you to do things without ex necessarily explaining to you those are the kinds of backgrounds i'm talking about because my background was we were raised by my grandmother who was poor and my grandfather who were poor and there was no expression basically so our yeah it was really hard to have a normal childhood you know because for me a good childhood is actually characterized by a stable responsive caring you know relationships uh in families and within the community but that is not we didn't have that because i know children thrive in nurturing environments that encourage them to explore and engage you know safely with the world around them um and this world is the one that supports them to fulfill their full potential so for us we didn't even know what our potential was i guess it it got lost in between with the hustles and bustles of life you know the way you try to make it out of life it was really so hard so um and you know when you have a bad childhood so for us uh, i would say it was really traumatizing because um when you grow up now when you become a grown up you realize there are a lot of effects of that kind of background you know because your perspective on success is kind of um it changes your perspective of yourself how you take yourself is 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 you know it's very hard to see yourself as someone with potential it's very hard to to have a normal life you know um and that childhood trauma is an unfortunate consequence that affects our thinking and how we relate to others you know as adults the moment we become adults then our way of looking and thinking and relating becomes really warped if we if we may say you know and this can mean that your life can be challenging and difficult and and you can't logically explain why it is like that because you just find it hard to make friends you just find it hard to to think that you deserve something you just find it hard to to be normal you know and i remember when i became an adult and then i started questioning things why i am the way i am aggression and and, and anger kind of became like my personality i used to think it is who i was but i had a lot of trauma a lot of unresolved issues within me um I would verbally abuse people, emotionally abuse people, even whether it's my friends, it's family, other family members, or even co-workers. And at the time, I used to think that is how we express ourselves because I saw it being done to us and to, you know, th uh, through our guardians as well at that point. So it was normal to me. Then the other thing I noticed also was that my bar was too low on what success was. I just wanted to survive because since we didn't have food, I just wanted food. So when I would have food, I would think that I was successful. That was it. You know so i mean of course that led to low quality decisions because i would make decisions that were safe you know for me then again one other thing i noticed was also was that uh, the boundaries were never there you know because we were never taught to, to have boundaries people would just come and do whatever it is they wanted to do they would tell you whatever it is they wanted to tell you so there were no boundaries there were no boundaries the people who were supposed to take care of us wouldn't uh, they were not there for us especially emotionally so 
uh, by the time I was a grown up, I didn't even know what I wanted. If someone would ask me, where do you see yourself? You know, the way you go to an interview and they ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? I wouldn't even know what to say because I didn't even have a dream. I just knew that I wanted to to become a lawyer at the time. I Well, I ended up in HR, <laughs> but I, which I love. But I wanted to become a lawyer. I don't know what uh, gave me that uh, push. But I ended up being in HR because I really love HR. Then again, uh, so when you come through a childhood where you didn't learn love, what you do is when someone just tells you they love you or they show any interest in you, you kind of fall in love with them. You don't even question anything because it's you kind of feel they're doing you a favor by being with you, which is quite unfortunate. Then uh, again, also you develop anxiety about everything. If someone tells you, I remember when someone would tell me, uh, let's meet tomorrow, there's something I need to tell you. I just feel it's a bad thing. You know, It was so hard for me to just um you know that now that period between them telling me they need to tell me something or there's even a meeting in the office and they've communicated that a day before it i would not sleep you know then the other one is i used to have a lot of um you know bouts of uh, depression because i used to just feel like my life was miserable generally and you know when your life is miserable there's nothing much you can do it limits you it limits your thinking it limits even when people have functions they're calling you to so the social you know gatherings you would be the one you you'd actually kill the joy so there was no need of going altogether then i remember i also used to go out a lot i would i would actually go out to drink a lot because i used to think that is what was um giving me something you know then those difficulty in trusting others i just wouldn't trust you i don't care i don't care if you, what you're telling me is true i don't care if you've backed it up with your actions towards me i just wouldn't trust you because the people who i trusted when i was younger you know mistreated me they were verbally abusive towards me and we actually i was also abusive to them that was the way of life and it just was hard for me to trust any good intentions of anyone so there was also fear about everything you know you just fear everything there was that clinging to relationships because you don't want them to break up with you there was that clinging to jobs that you didn't even want to do there was that you can't even express yourself even when your boss is asking you something you can't even answer you you are afraid of everything that maybe you may be fired because of expressing yourself it was hard then there was also feelings of isolation where you all, I, I, I always needed to be in a crowd. I just didn't want to be, um, which was contradictory almost to the other point because uh, there was that feeling of isolation. Even in the middle of a crowd, you'd feel that you are, you there's no one, you know. There was that abandonment of the emotional aspect of me. Then there was poor self-esteem because I would just bring you know issues i'll just say why i couldn't do something people would even see things in me and they'll tell me winnie by the way you can do this and this and I, would, I was like no i can't why because i would find reasons why i couldn't do so uh then there was this self-destructive destructive destructive behavior where you even want to do something but you just can't because you just think it is going to fail then when you go through something um you kind of threaten to harm yourself because you think it's going to control other people but it wouldn't work of course then i was really irritable on every little thing so i wouldn't even handle a different differing opinion i wouldn't handle a different if someone picks something different i wanted everyone to do what i wanted them to do so i would become irritable if someone just tries to tell me anything that was contrary to what i wanted to do or wanted to say then there were also those moments of extreme sadness without any cause i mean there was no specific cause that i can say this is the reason i'm feeling sad but I would just feel those extreme random uh, sadness that I would that would put me down. And in those moments, I didn't even want to do anything. I would call in sick in the in the office because I didn't know how to handle those days. 
So what happens uh, is that all these things affected my self-image negatively, you know. And of course, if your self-image is affected, guess what? Everything of yours will be affected, including your career, your personal life, your social interactions. And I remember going to meetings and I wouldn't even voice my opinion. And I would even go around the table and I would say, I have nothing to say. Yet I had a lot to, sh to share. I had a lot to say, but I wouldn't. And those, you know, meetings are so good because sometimes you meet with your bosses you meet with people uh from different departments then you get to express yourself because then they start to see you for for you know the you know nice opinions that you share the good op uh, things that add value but i wouldn't even say even if i had a strong point i wouldn't say it would keep me from speaking because i used to feel invisible you know either way which can be damaging to a career you know um so most times people don't even know they just assume that you you're not interested so you in when it comes to promotions raises and other special assignments they will overlook you you know because at the end of the day you're not interested so then uh what also happened is i couldn't communicate assertively um i would end my sentences with a question you know sometimes you you're not sure you kind of sort of want to say something but you can't say so you minimize anything you want to say you kind of want to minimize it because you think you're being too much you think you're being i don't know i don't know what was happening but i before i realized this were the effects i was only able to understand when i went through the process and i understood the effect of what the background i had had on the person i was at the time so um there was also that part where I couldn't, in a, even in a meeting, I couldn't handle a differing opinion. When I say something and people say, but Queenie, don't you think this is what, this and this is what we can also be doing? I used to look at it as an attack. And then um, it was so hard for me now to have a conversation from there. Then I would look like the one who's always causing, you know, rifts in a meeting. I would, you know, make, you know, become really, an, what is it, what? I think I would become really... Um, the one who is attacking other people you know in a meeting and you know it's 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 meetings are good because they get to expose your strengths but sometimes also meetings can be bad when all you go there is to fight with other people you know it can actually expose you badly because there are people from different departments again so um i spent time just questioning what was the right thing i was just not sure what to do i would it would get to a place where i need to make a decision on something but i would be like is it the right thing is it not the right thing then that would make me in a place of not making any kind of a decision because now you're wondering what do you do because that inner dialogue keeps you from taking any positive action on your own behalf or on behalf of others you know so you are so, you get so consumed with the self-doubt so that you're not proactive you cannot do any other thing and you know, you generally you're not seen as a leader, you know. Um, then there was also that aspect that I was not objective. Everything that was being said to me had, um, what is the word? It had, I used to think, why would they say this? You know, why would, it was not objective at all. Even if a person is just telling me, Winnie, by the way, you can work on one, two, three, four. Then I'm like, did they tell me because they think I can't do it? I wouldn't take anything objectively. It was really so hard, you know. And we all know that no successful career cannot be best, cannot be built in a vacuum. You need to receive feedback. You need to receive opinions and you need to be able to handle all these things. I couldn't. And um, I would try to, you know, look at situations and overanalyze them and think they're out to get me, you know. And at the end of the day, um, I used to spend more time thinking and worrying about what, that, what other people were doing, what other people were focusing on, what they were saying about me. It would waste a lot of time, you know. At the end of the day, also, um, what happened is I now developed a negative mindset about everything, about relationships, about everything, you know. And I would look at things the way... I wanted to. My way of looking at things was, was limited. There was no um, 
even when I was talented, I was the talented one in the group, in the room, I wouldn't comment, I wouldn't say anything. So at the end of the day, it led to also um, inability to receive negative feedback because I used to feel any person who gives you, who gives me negative feedback is out to get me. So learning was also not possible in that environment. So um, I used to feel once that place is triggered and activated, my outlook would change and I would see everything through a broken filter. It was impossible now to have any kind of a healthy environment from there. You know, I looked for validation daily to help me believe that I was good enough, yet it was so hard for me to believe it anyway, even if they, to they told me, you know. Um, when someone offered a negative or a differing opinion, a different opinion from mine in a meeting, instead of acknowledging, I would actually either remain silent or get defensive, you know. Um, then I loved, so with my friends, I love to tell how sad my life has been, how I lost my mom, how my past has been. And then I go to a place where people, I would say the story, and of course at first people would like would sympathize with me. But you know, you, when you keep on telling the same story, in the end, you, you what I noticed is that I lost good people because they were they wanted to listen to the story at first. And they wanted me to come out of the story, but I didn't want to come out of the story. In short, I didn't want to conquer the fears I had. So, and I lost a lot of good friends. So one thing I noticed is that we can rewire our brain to focus and to be intentional about the growth that we want to receive. And uh, to also get out of the fears and the limiting behaviors that we have, because over time they lose the power over us when we are intentional and when we, are, we have focus. So um, I used to like to be in the comfort zone because it used to provide a safe zone for me to be myself because I only knew to be like, to be that kind of a person all my life i didn't want to become i wasn't willing to become a different person you know at the end of the day there was something also that happened to me on a personal level my financial management was poor because i had this poverty mentality where i spent beyond my what i had just to cover what i was feeling and to bandage the emptiness within me so what happened is it never covered the emptiness so what happened is I just went into poor, finan poor finances. My finances were messed up. Actually, they were messed up, completely messed up. And I had to learn how to get out of there as well. So um, so what happened? I got to a place where I was tired of the old stories. It got to a place where I told my story, my sad story so many times that I was tired of it. My goodness. And the people around me also were tired of it. And the way they were showing it and the way they were, you know, I would lose friends, I started to notice. And then I'm like, what is happening to me? And at that time, is I was able to be honest with myself i had to look at my finances i had to look at my relationships i had to look at my career i had to look at my family the people around me i had to look at my family and i knew that is the time i had to forgive people so that i don't keep on tagging and carrying that story with me because i keep on telling myself that story and i keep on relieving the wounds i keep on relieving the moments the bad moments so i started gathering more people with issues to just share issues and at the end of the day i became so miserable i couldn't stand it anymore and I told myself that I wanted something better. You know, I realized that I lost good people and all I was gathering were more miserable people. Misery indeed does love company, you people. So at the end of the day, I, I, was, I was tired. I turned to God. I asked God, I don't know what I need to do. I, did, I felt I didn't have the capacity to even start a new life because at the time I didn't even know what I knew a new life looked like. So, but right now I was looking at the issues, you know, face to face and I was asking myself, what do I need to do? I knew that um, my job demanded a lot from me. I've done HR. I knew that my relationships demanded a lot from me. I knew that there was, and life was only going to get harder from that point if I didn't change. So what I did is I started um, 
looking, you know, just searching for people who've gone through the same kinds of issues, the same kinds of stories. And I would see, and of course they've conquered, and I would see they're confident, they're happy, they're peaceful. And I, was, and I started asking myself the tough questions. What did they do? What did they do? Because I knew that I wanted a new life, but the person I was, was not um, capacitated to be able to handle that new life. I didn't even know where to go from that point. So I started doing trainings, you know, the way when you go to an office and you they need you to start doing a certain new thing and they take you through training to build your capacity to be able to do uh, those things that they need you to do. So I knew I had to do something to train me on starting to do the things I needed to do. So I started to do podcasts, you know, to just watch people sharing their story, listen to people sharing their stories. I started listening to podcasts daily, doing YouTube videos on how you can conquer that mentality of um, that self-limiting mentality, you know. And since my my mind was already set on uh, limiting behaviors, I had and limiting be beliefs, I had to to um, to do it on a daily basis because I knew I had to change my mind. I had to go to to a place where um, I would listen to people's stories. I would listen to different things because I needed to change who I was internally. So I started to do classes on self-awareness to understand what I've been doing that is limiting me. Because so many times we think the answers are outside, but I don't think so. I started to listen to different things. And my finances, remember, were messed up at the time. So I started looking out for free seminars, you know, those seminars that are cheap. I would start investing, you know, little by little by little to get out of the hole I had gotten myself into because I wanted a different life. I listened to many women talk about their stories and how they did it. I wanted a different life. I listened to many uh, videos as well. So I started working. When they say, do this, wake up in the morning, exercise, do this, I would do those things because, um, and of course I would listen to stories and only pick what worked out for me because what works for another person may not necessarily work for you. But now I knew that I had to wake up early because one of the things I had an issue with was waking up early. So uh, I had to be real. I had to be real with myself and it was so hard. It was so hard because looking at your issues and calling them what, whatever they are, no sugarcoating, no trying to minimize them. I just called them what they were. My life was messed up. So, and with time I noticed that um, I had a dysfunctional uh, background, which um, I had to deal with. And I had these extreme emotions that I didn't know how to process. And my childhood was actually chaotic and um peace actually when i started healing i realized that peace felt very strange you know you can be so chaotic that you just want everything to be running in the office you're always arguing in your personal relationship you're always arguing in the different spaces you're always arguing because peace is very strange when you've been in a very chaotic environment you know so i started noticing i started uh, telling myself it's strange only because i'm not used to it but when i keep on doing what i need to do i will get there so uh, I started making the changes. In fact, uh, when it, the more it felt strange, the more I kept going. And eventually I started seeing the change. Um, I started feeling lighter, you know, at peace. I started knowing a lot about myself that I didn't know before. I laughed some days. I was like, what? It was such simple things that I didn't even know what to do. Some days I would cry. I'm like, I've been believing a lie all my life. Um, but I, some days also I was shocked because I'm looking at something. I'm like, what? Okay, I can't believe it. But I just kept on going. And I, I, I was open to new conversations. I was present in my own life. I was present in the reactions on day-to-day -day basis, even moment to moment, moment. And I learned to forgive, to say thank you, to communicate rather than react. And then I would literally have conversations in my head to challenge what I had known each time. I wanted to react in the same old way. 
because I understood it was easy to fall back to the things that I had known before. So I wasn't willing to do that. I knew that I wanted a new life and I had to stay to the program I had purpose to stay. And I'm much better in handling my and dealing with issues and my esteem is healthy and I can I can express myself. I'm also starting to go to counseling, you know, different places, exploring different areas in which I can deal with the issues inside of me. And I am always open to lessons, you know, from life, from different people who share, from people who've gone through the same issues again and again. So each day I'm open to learning from others and uh, to know things about myself that I didn't know before. So I found people who would give me uh, permission to share honestly what I was feeling and they would give me also feedback. And remember, this time, you'll be tempted to give the same people who've gone through the same issues with you the permission to tell you, but they've not healed yet. Find a person who's healed so that they can give you honest feedback and people whom you respect as well. So one of the most dangerous things is to go to a wounded person to give you advice. Because I used to go to people who are also, you know, wounded to give me advice. I stopped that. I started going to healthy people whom uh, I was looking, uh, you know, up to. And I would also see in their own life they've actually healed. So at the end of the day, I had to realize that some of the things I was doing to myself were actually self-hate. And I used to think they were protection, but they were actually self-hate that was denying me growth. And at that time, um, I had to look at things from another healthy person's view. And I started learning each and every day. It was hard to receive feedback, but... I got to pursue my growth. I got to learn things. I got to place boundaries. I got to forgive others and myself. I got to become honest with myself. The more I became authentically me, the more my life became more peaceful, the more I became more of who I am, not just what I've been taught by my background, not just what the background that I've lived through conditioned me to become. So I became uh, the person I wanted to become. And seeing the results now even gave me the... the um, you know, the zeal to even continue working uh, on the different things and to be patient with myself. Um, and I didn't, even in the hard days, I would cry, I would soak in tears, and I would still continue. I would still keep up with what I needed to do. So one thing I came to realize is, I, I read a quote somewhere that said that your wound is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. So whether you are raped at a young age, I'm so sorry for that. Whether you are raised by abusive parents, or maybe even alcoholic parents, or one one either of the parents who are not emotionally available or even both parents who are not emotionally available or both parents who are abusive, they're fighting each other and they're doing all these kinds of things. Uh, I want to tell you, you were born in that family and that is not your mistake. Whatever was done to you was not your mistake. But at the end of the day, your healing is your responsibility. And right now you're no longer in that space. You can heal, you can build again. And if you're in that space, hold on a bit until you get to a place, work hard so that you get to a place where you go in out of that space and don't run into marriage or into situations that you think are going to save you out of that space at the end of the day you owe yourself to heal out of that space you owe yourself to heal that wound because it will always be with you you can run physically from home but that wound is in your heart so again remember your wound is not your fault but your healing is your responsibility okay wow.